You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. La, 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 la. Inner Wealth Podcast. You know what day it is. In the Wealth Podcast, meditate and give. So manifest the greater this. And things all good, cause I say it is. Investing in the wealth. Real generational wealth is mental health. It's an inside game, no toxicity. Let's talk and more listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. Got a very special guest here with me today, uh, somebody who's really been around the industry, uh, the wellness industry. Uh, as long as I've, I've known him, he's been around the wellness industry. My guy Coughton. What up, though, man? Hey, same old, same old. Living life to the best. Best I can, at least. <laughs> so you've been in the wellness industry for, what, eight years? Yeah, coming up on uh, eight years now and staying rocking and rolling. How did uh, how'd you end up getting into the wellness industry? Great question. Um, I would say as far as me getting into the wellness industry, uh, you know, it kind of dates back to um, – really the, the self-help, um, mm. kind of taking that journey and, uh, ultimately, you know, doing some pod, you know, kind of, kind of doing some research on podcasts and, and alternative health and that kind of stuff and mm. found something which is called floating, of course. Um, started that journey back in 2013. Um, my buddy kind of introduced me to floating and tried it a few times and that's kind of how I started up with the health and wellness venture, if you will. It seems like most of us kind of venture into the, the wellness world by uh self-help first so who was who was some of the people you were listening to at that time i mean a lot of my uh when it comes to listening to i mean uh, a lot of my inspirations steve jobs mm. um you know uh kanye west uh i know it's a wide wide range of personality <laughs> there but right. um yeah i mean really just a wide range of people and then obviously the influence of my friends and stuff kind of introducing me to 
um, new ways of health and wellness, mm-hmm. giving me kind of a portal or a gateway to take this jump to floating. Yeah, I, I remember though when I first met you, you were um, you saw my company at that time, and you were like, "Hey, man, I had an idea. I was doing something. You were doing something around brain training or something like that, right? Yes, what, sir. what were you doing?" Yeah, so um, it was really it was uh, trying to trying to get people into float centers as like an affiliate type of setup. So when you and I engaged, it was more along the lines of uh, more along the lines of trying to work together to get people in the door for floating for mm-hmm. you. Um, so I wouldn't say, I mean, really when it comes to, to how I, how I engage with you is really cause uh, you, you helped me being one of the first clients of our, of our float pod mm-hmm. um, product and um, kind of helping me get into the tech tech stuff and um kind of guiding me through learning the ins and outs of how to troubleshoot with you yeah. how, to, how to engage in that kind of stuff so, so really we we kind of ventured off from that helping you know kind of working together on how to fix your tanks and that to um to then talking about how we can work together as an affiliate um work together as uh, trying to get people to your location because uh, mm-hmm. i'm based out of northwest ohio originally and so um you know i, I know a ton of people in the northwest ohio area and Knowing a bunch of people, it was one of those things I wanted to try to, you know, facilitate a way to get people up to Michigan to float. As much which, as which is um, um, pretty weird for people in the Midwest for floating. I mean, it wasn't wasn't a lot of places that had floating. Like right. at that point in time, when I when I first did flotation therapy, and that's what we're talking about flotation therapy, and we'll dive deeper into what that is. Sure, if you listen to the podcast, you hear me talk about it a lot, but. Um, like it was like two or three places in Michigan at that time, and it was one up in Swartz Creek, which is like forty minutes from here, um, close closer to Flint, in the middle of like nowhere. Like like why is this place? It's like literally cornfields uh, outside. Like why why is this place that has floating here? And when I remember when I when I floated the first time, um, I didn't I didn't have the best experience. Is that where you floated up there, up, up north of Michigan? North? Yep. Okay. I didn't have the best experience, not because it was anything wrong with the facility or anything like that. It was that, man, when I got in there for the first time and you you just go from, you know, all this stimulus to you get into a tank and there's nothing, mm-hmm. that was super jarring for me. For sure. And I remember having like a mini panic attack, like, like oh, man, I got to get out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was my second time. My second time floating that I, I came back home and I was like, I just walked around outside for like an hour. And I just remember everything just looked super crisp. Mm. Like everything had went from 1080 to 4K. Um, literally, I can see the condensation like, like, wow, is that condensation? Like, would I see that before? You know, mm. I noticed when somebody called me, I immediately took the phone away from my head because I felt like if the volume was up so loud, but my volume had always been what it, what it was set at. Mm-hmm. But I was just super sensitive at to that point after floating, you know, for that that second time, and that's when I decided I was going to get a twenty thousand dollar float pot, mm-hmm. and that was the uh, that was the first thing I saw too because the tanks that I saw at that time, I floated in a uh, Oasis tank first one okay more of a traditional style traditional style Mm -hmm. no light no sound like humidity issue (laughs) (laughs) we learned some things along the way yeah humidity issue and the second tank i floated in was a float away tank 
Okay. And that's the one that, but I apologize. that was the one that has the, the, the thing that closes down over your head. You hit the button and it's like a garage door almost coming down on top of you. Mm-hmm. That one was better. Yeah. But I remember seeing the float pod, float pod technologies. And I was like, oh man, I got to get me one of those tanks. For sure. And we just launched, I think right when, uh, when you, so you, we, we, ta- we were your first ever float tank in your facility, right? Yeah. Your first facility. Okay. So I didn't know that. I, I had guess. the prototype. You had I the, had you, our prototype. You, you were our first, one of our first ever customers. And um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, that's something I can say when it comes to you getting into the float business. I, I was getting into the float business from the technical side of it, getting mm-hmm. into the manufacturing side of it. And you um, just getting into uh, starting up the, the offering that service because you've already been in the health and wellness industry for how mm-hmm. long at that point. And um, that's where, you know, you wanting to introduce FloatPod as, as a service to your, to your customers. Um, me being on the technical side of it, wanting to help you kind of keep your tank afloat, no pun intended. Um, that was, that was something I, I, I've, you know, kind of learned from you mm-hmm. along the way. And, and that's one thing I wanted to also point out to you. I didn't even have a chance to do this. I wanted to say, you know, congratulations to you on everything you've done with your brand as inception, um, starting where you started at, you know, and, and, and kind of going from that all the way up to where you're at now, where you have an identified brand, you're working with all sorts of folks and um, really changing the game, um, taking, you know, a single float pod. And now you have a facility that has, you know, four float, you have four float rooms in your place now? Well, we got three tanks. Okay. We have four. Okay. We, we end up getting rid of the pod, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the prototype. It was I a had, prototype. Man, had, you know. But the prototype, man, that, and first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you, you've been, you know, instrumental on my journey and, and just, you know, starting off with that tank. I mean, because it wasn't easy, like, getting a, a, a thousand pound tank into the facility I had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're getting in a water business. People don't understand that. You're really in the water business. Mm-hmm. I went from, you know, just using brain training technology, neurofeedback, um, and a couple other technologies. Now I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with water. I'm, de- water, I'm dealing with sanitation. And that's another mm-hmm. thing we can t- talk about because people always freak out about sanitation. But right. getting into all those things, so you were very instrumental. I mean, I've had times where I'm like calling you, hey, dude, <laughs> something's going on with my tank. Like, you know, and, and you were learning at the same time. We both were behind that thing together on the phone, like going looking at the, 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 the guts of the, the float tank. And But now, you know, fast forward and you like, you know, you you the, you the guru of the float tanks. Like, right. I I don't think it's... It doesn't matter what float tank is going to be. A float tank is a float tank. You can figure out, you know, what's going on with a tank. Exactly you know? right. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was very, um, you know, you being a, a part of our journey in that beginning was uh, very helpful. Uh, so, again, appreciate that. Um, so how did you, when you first started getting into floating, like you said, a, a buddy of yours Show told you a, about it? Joe Rogan podcast, like any mm-hmm. other person that gets into this industry. Uh, showed me a Joe Rogan podcast, and I uh, was really inspired by that. I was like, man, I got to try this out. So I traveled up to Michigan. Uh, they had a Samadhi uh, float tank. I can't remember exactly Was that in Rockford? It was in Rockford, yeah. Yeah, Rockford, Michigan. yeah it was another place. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they had a Samadhi old school float tank. I went up there twice, and the first time I went up there, I tried the experience, really just let myself go. And then the, the second time, um, I really had a um, more or less a, uh, an experience that changed my what I really wanted to do in the industry. At first, I, w- I thought I wanted to get into the spa 
offering the service to people, common mm-hmm. folk. And um, the second time I went and tried it, I just really wanted to get into the manufacturing, the distribution side of it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to learn the technology, how we take something that's used for sensory deprivation and try to excel, actually give someone of a, some, someone more of a acceler- uh, uh, sensory acceleration, more or less. You, mm-hmm. you know, offering different types of things like music, lights, VR, whatever you, whatever you want to try to add. Um, and so I, I, after that float, I, I got out about 45 minutes into my float climb behind the tank, start looking at all the different stuff, and I started finding <laughs> out, you know, these things are just pumps. There's, right. there's, a, there's a, you know, a UV system, an ozone system in the back end of it. And, and when you look at the sanitation elements of it, it's basic spa equipment. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I eventually ended up finding out that um, a gentleman out in Arizona was going to be launching his own company at the time, mm. um, which was Flow Pod Therapies. And, you know, his name's Nick Janicki, and he was going to launch his own his own company, and I found out he's manufacturing out of Indianapolis, Indiana, which is where we're based out of now. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah, long story short, there on that is that um, I ended up getting more into the the technical stuff, more mm. of the uh, manufacturing stuff. I, I was really inspired by the technology. Um, so yeah, taking taking that and getting more into the the manufacturing and distribution stuff kind of changed my outlook on on health and wellness and how to really offer this to people so really working with you in the beginning mm-hmm. kind of helped me understand the spa owner's perspective yeah. operating these things running these things keeping these things running as you as your business is running and um that's our goal at Flowpot is to try to you know keep engaged with our clients as opposed to working with them as customers so mm-hmm. that's one of the things how did how did the experience though help you in terms of this year overall uh mental health and wellness it's when you, I guess, uh, experience um, working with you, you mean? Or you no, just stuff? in general. You you floated before. Like, how was it for you personally? For, for me personally, I can say um, getting an outcome from it, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I, I got anything but um, the the focus end of it. You know, I, I when it comes to me, I'm ADD. I jump from subject to subject. As you saw there earlier, I, I lose my train of thought here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and floating kind of helps me keep myself on track, allows me to keep myself focused. For So after I got, after I started floating really regularly, I, I was able to get rid of my ADD medicine um, mm. and kind of wean myself off of that. Um, it's kind of helped, it's more or less helped me streamline my focus on how I, how I work. Really, uh, that was the main thing that I noticed from the, the benefits mm. of floating. Well, let's let's break that down too. You're on ADHD medication. You said what type of medication? Adderall. You're on Adderall. Um, you know, from being in the wellness industry industry for so long, what I've found with people, and we saw this early on before I even got into floating, is that most people who were diagnosed with ADD or ADHD were really mis- misdiagnosed. Really, what they had was anxiety. Mm. And so, what happens is when you you're stressed or you have anxious you know, within your body, you, you know, your cognitive abilities are going to decline. So you're not going to be able to focus and concentrate. So it's not that you just merely don't have the ability to focus and concentrate. Maybe it's um, the the anxiety and the, the, the nervous system is using its resources for things other than focusing and concentrating. So in, in talking about it in that regard, can you feel any reduction in anxiety from doing floating? I do, yeah, most definitely, and that's that's um, 
that's um per- personally that was the, the the ADD part of it was personally for me, but overall when it comes to helping with anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. well, yeah, most definitely it helps with that. How about your family? Did you did you get any of your family into floating? I did. My uncle John floats. Uh, he's actually I think he has a float still banked at your place there. Uh, yeah, I met him some years ago. Yeah, yeah. So um, my family, my uncle John, he floats and he really enjoys it. He's actually a member down at True Rest down in down in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he floats regularly, and he he gets he gets relief out of it. You know, it's more or less more or less the sleep end of it. He really benefits from the sleep. Um, the, there's tons of research on how beneficial floating could be for the for the sleep as well. Did you ever uh, get with uh, Feinstein? I didn't, um, but I am working with uh, one of his one of his pr- previous assistants um, for the research, uh, Kaylee Elliott. She's on our our team. Mm. She's the director of research for us, um, kind of assisting with providing information on research and floating. And so uh, working with her and obviously working directly with Dr. Feinstein yeah. is a good resource. So. Do you know any of the research that's coming out now recently? Recently, not as of, not as of probably, the last, probably the last six months, I can mm. say. But, um, you know, in the last few years, there's definitely a lot more research that's come out about how the benefits are on brainwaves, sleep, mm-hmm. um, uh, really the, the PTSD end of it. It's been, it showed uh, great research on that. Um, they've done a lot of tr- um, tests. Um, infield tests. I don't know about tri- trials fully, but mm-hmm. as far as tests go, they definitely got infield tests. One thing that Joe Rogan talked about, you know, on his podcast, he was saying how if people really understood the benefits of like floating, there would be like a line wrapped around the door, you know, outside, True. you know. Um, and that statement, he made that statement probably shoot almost 10 years ago. Um, and, and today, I think that. Um, the things that we do, like the floating and the other tools that we use too, is 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 very important because the stimulus that we receive now versus even ten years ago when I met you is like drastically increased. Like you can get on you can get on um any social media and you know, your whole brain is just overwhelmed with just stimulus. Just mm-hmm. the moment that you wake up and you open your phone, you know, like growing up, when did you ever have that amount of stimulus? Think about it when you grew up you immediately ate candy soon as you soon as you open your eyes that's that's kind of like what we do we're very overstimulated so when they when uh michael hutchinson made that book the book of uh is it the book of floating the book floating yep the book that was in the 80s mm-hmm. you know um i was born in 1980 i think that book came out like 88 or something like that it sounds about right so i was about 8 years old and you know in that book and 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 two in talking about that, I stuck with floating because I read that book first. Mm. And if I think that if people are going to float, they need to read the book of floating. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't I haven't read that book. You never read that book? <laughs> I have not wow. read that book. Man. So I need to get on it. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been so pissed. But that 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 book, he's in the eighties talking about stimulation, talking about anxiety and stress. In, that, the in those times, in those yes. times, right? Like, dude, <laughs> in the eighties, we had hard drives, we had floppy disk that had like what three hundred and twelve bytes of <laughs> of data, right? <laughs> like three hundred and twelve bytes, man. Your phone like uses that when you just probably turn Wi Fi on when you flip the switch, yes. right? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So when he's talking about it at that time, um, like he had no idea where we were going to be today in amount of stimulation. So it seems like I, I believe that what we're doing is 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 very needed to just be able to cope 
with just the day-to-day stressors, day-to-day life. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's where earlier when I mentioned about sensory acceleration as Mm -hmm. opposed to sensory deprivation, I kind of contradict myself um, with this because I think think we are overwhelmed by stimuli. I think we constantly, you know, go through being bombarded. Our senses are constantly being bombarded. And uh, it's, it's a matter of us trying to control that um, and kind of set things aside to, to, to keep ourselves from being bombarded by it. But at the same time, we are going through a, a technological age to where we have to kind of uh, coincide with technology. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of, um, and this may be a difference of opinion. You, know, you could tell me, I, you know, it's, it's um, when it comes to sensory t- acceleration and, and offering different things like VR and offering different things, those things are also stressors in ways, yeah. right? Um, and, and having training tools like you are offering at your facility as a mental health gym, it's one of those things that uh, those things counteract, counterbalance the, the effects of these technologies. Because I don't think there's ever a, a point, because when you point out you know, the floppy disk as an example, and, mm-hmm. and using that as a, a, a way of looking how far technologies come, we, we have to, I, I feel at least, we have to grow with technology and find tools like Inception that counterbalance that mm-hmm. in society. Yeah. Um, because if you did, if, you, if it was one of those things that technology wasn't harming us, we wouldn't need to have, you know, um, facilities like, you know, Inception. Right. Um, yeah. And they, they're starting to have um, wellness retreats where people go and they just do silent meditations for like seven days straight. Like no talking and you eat like vegetarian, no talking, you meditate all day. Hmm. Like these, these types of retreats are becoming popular because of, again, I, I think that we're, we, we feel sick. A lot of us don't know that we're sick, you know, from the, I mean, again, if you sit and you just gorge yourself with food, hmm. you know, something's not right. But what, at what point do we get to the, the place where we realize that we're gorging ourselves with information or with stimulus? I mean, how many shows can you watch? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just, I mean, look how many apps you got. Well, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that considered information overload? Yeah. You know? So the brain would still look at it as a threat. Mm-hmm. Which, you know? which at a certain support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Point, though, is... Again, it's um, that's what's so I guess inspired. It, it's it's more or less it's it's one of those things that um, inspires me to 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 keep trying to open up facilities mm. um, and and motivate folks to work with inception and facilities like that that offer these types of things because it, we are going to go through a period in time to where I mean just right now if you look at the last couple of years people are so insensitive to death. You know, yeah. um, and, you know, I, I have a grandmother in the hospital uh, and I have a friend's mother that's in the hospital right now going through this whole COVID thing. And um, just finding out information, it's one of those things because we're so bombarded with technology in some ways, we become desensitized to trauma as well. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'm kind of branching off into a different, you see how my brain works sometimes. But that, I think that's very important that you're saying that because I, I, I feel that too. I was just online today and I was scrolling and I saw a friend's mother and I think she passed away and I just scrolled through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say something, but I'm like, what, what do, what do I say? What do I say? I'm going to keep scrolling. Right. Because it, and that's, that's where when we find out and you know, you go back to the 1980s, right? If you go back to the 1980s and someone tells you their mother passed away, you're trying to find out any way, shape or form, whether you go buy flowers, whether you go right. put a card for them, whatever to try to comfort them. Mm-hmm. We're we're now at a point now where we we have we have ease of access to things, to where we're we're bypassing the things that are, you know. So important. it goes like, so we think about porn, and how you know we if you look at it, so much porn as a man, you're not gonna be able to get your your dick up, man. Like, <laughs> like that's just what it is because True. your brain is burning through, you know, those receptor sites, mm-hmm. and but think about it in terms of. Yeah, if you keep seeing death and it just becomes normal, you know, mm. you're going to have to see something more drastically uh, traumatizing to get a rise out of you, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what happens in porn. You know, they got so many different genres of it. What is that about? Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you start with one place, you may end up in the sickest realms of it. Because of the brain adapting. I mean, is our that, brain is, is, that, is that curiosity. What is? is I don't that? think that's curiosity. I think that's adaptive nature. I think that's just the brain adapting. Like, like it's the same way if you smoke weed. Like, if, if you smoke weed every day, you can't smoke the same strain. You're gonna need something different. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it, I think it becomes kind of similar to that too. You know, and I I did a whole episode, and I, and and maybe this episode will be titled "Stimulus Porn Part 2. <laughs> Because that's really what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the amount of stimulation. And so, like, I don't like to call it floating or flotation therapy. It's really stimulus reduction. That's really what we need. It's not about the floating. It's about the benefits of what that does for us. You know, the lack of gravity and not having to process. I think in the book of floating, he talked about and I don't know how scientific this is. I have to go back and look. But he said the brain is is responsible for 80% of the brain's processing is just gravity alone. 
Huh. I've never. It, it, he said that in the book of floating. Don't quote me <laughs> on that. <laughs> you know how the community but, gets. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's where that one hour in the float tank equals four hours of deep rest. But we've learned that is it, if one hour in the float tank equals four hours of cortisol reduction. It's cortisol reduction. It's not. It's not sleep, deep rest. It's not true. But but in cortisol reduction, that happens when you get into sleep cycles. Sleep, correct. So that's you know it, that's where I can see that correlation comes from. Um, but, but yeah, man, um, wouldn't that be again, kind of what your whole, your whole thing is, which is outcome based. Yeah. Having an outcome from it as opposed to just, um, this novelty thing that I just want to float on water. mm -hmm. And that's why I said, I read the book in the beginning and it, it, it blew me away because I had already been doing neurofeedback. And so I knew about the brain. I knew about the brain wave. So when people talk about theta wave, I was like, yeah, I, I looked at every frequency at this point. And I'm looking at it on, you know, eight different sites across your scalp and measuring those frequencies in each group from delta all the way up to gamma. And I know what they're responsible for. And I know what they look like with your eyes open versus your eyes partially open versus your eyes closed, you know? Mm. So when I'm looking at that and I get into floating, I'm looking at it in a much different way than that the, the, the typical person getting into floating. It's not as yours is more detail oriented. Yours is more um, getting into the weeds as opposed to just laying on the surface. Yeah. Um, and kind of you know that, that's that's where you know working with you on on your whole concept. You know, regardless if you go with a flow pod or mm-hmm. you go with any different types of tanks, it's one of those things that um, you know when I when I work with you on you know have just generally having conversations using your mentorship that you give me and stuff it's it's one of those things that um i i take from a lot of what you're you're what you're saying and i i see what you're trying to do with it with inception mm-hmm. and so i look back five years ago and having conversations with you and it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy to think that you know, um, the people that did get into this industry that broke into this industry is just common folk business people that wanted to start up a business in floating. Those people aren't around anymore. Mm. You know, they kind of fizzle away and it's because they'd never tried to focus on the outcome of the customer or the client. Mm-hmm. You want to build a relationship. That's, that's the difference between a customer and a client. I always like to point that out to people. A customer is a one-off. A client is someone you want to build a relationship with mm. and, and, and you want them to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you kind of, in some ways, taught me the difference between a customer and a client in that way. And some of these facilities that have opened up a float spa don't care about the true outcome. They want to offer the service, but the outcome of the client is not really in scope. And so we can talk about that for a second too in the wellness industry, because in the wellness industry is this, you know, I was, I was very naive, you know, um, and I think you probably were too. I definitely, I still am in some ways. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, man, when you, when you have an idea or the feeling that you want to help people, and you meet people who want to help people, you think everybody got good intentions. And you find out real fast well said. <laughs> that no matter how well your intentions are, and no matter if it's the wellness industry, there's some very corrupt individuals in the wellness world too. Truth. That's, and I've seen that when I was in the church. Very corrupt individuals in that. You can go to politics. Very corrupt individuals in that. Business. And, and business. And it's... It's just there. 
on it, it's always going to be there. And whatever industry you get in, there's going to be people there. I mean, we've talked about some horror stories, people peeing in people's float tanks and stuff <laughs> like that, you know. Um, you know, from, from you know, uh, whatever business issues that people got going on. Um, but yeah, man, that, that, that exists in that world. And you would think that I, I would always want to be a proponent of using the tools first. Like I'm going to always be my client. I'm going to be my client. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be my best client, then how do you think I'm going to treat you? You're going to treat me well. You treat yourself well, you're going to treat me well. I'm going to tell you, Coughton, the best ways to do use this thing is this. I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you. I'm not going to bullshit you about how long this going to take. Like, how many times have you been floating over the years? I I would say, we'll just say 1,500 floats. 1,500. Well, I'm probably in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people get come to our type facilities and they do one or two or three and they think they've done something. Mm-hmm. It's like, you ain't even scratched the surface. I haven't even peeled that onion peel back, you know? And that's, I think that's where... Um, this industry is kind of changing, you know, the, you kind of coined the whole mental health gym. Um, and that's where, you know, capturing what you're trying to sell to people is something that floating's floating has been kind of in this period since, even since John C. Lilly, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's always been in this period to where we're s- selling something that we can't identify, which I don't know if you want to call that a placebo, but mm. you know, people were offering a service that, as you were saying there, you are going to be your best client because you're using the tools. I don't believe that the people that were in the floating industry, I believe they floated, but as far as relaying the message to people and actually allowing people to receive it, um, Mm -hmm. inception, true rest, there's other, there's other brands out there that have done a good job of getting people in the door and, and offering a service to people. But when it comes to outcome based compared to just getting people in the door, that's where the people that you see around are the people that were always cared about the outcome as opposed to just the one-off, the customer mm-hmm. versus client again. Um, but yeah, the uh, what were we talking about before that? And I, w- I was nervous about that too when when we because when we first got into this industry, um, when I first got into it, I started seeing a lot of ideas and concepts like, oh, we're gonna put these in Planet Fitness. And I'm like, ah, which we we did. We got we got we got a couple of. Um, LA fitnesses that have put them in, um, planet fitnesses we never broke into, but, um, planet fitness, we actually, we, we sold a, a tank to the, the founder of planet fitness and they're, they're still thinking about putting them into planet fitnesses, but that's a, what were you going to say there? Sorry. I well, of... I was just saying that was, I just didn't think that was a, um, I think it loses its value because you have a $10 a month gym membership mm-hmm. and it becomes like, just a little novelty thing at that point. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not valued. You you're you're devaluing the service, you know. Um and then too, where do you what do you put it at in the facility? Like they they're selling candy and in pizza. I mean they're giving you know what no, I'm no, saying? No, like, they're they're definitely it, lowering the value of the overall service if you were to add one into a planet fitness because when you go to a place like Inception, you're getting a high quality value service. You're not dealing with a a reception at the front, de- you know, a receptionist at the front desk that's, you know, checking you in with a quick scanner and telling right. you go ahead and do whatever you want. You're dealing with, you know, high quality services, and that's 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 something that we've kind of we're definitely not going to turn a client away. Mm-hmm. They come to us and want to purchase from us, but at the same time, 
we want the best thing for the client. We don't want to sell someone that's going to put this thing into a basement that's in a, you know, a closet, you know, yeah. uh, we want to set them up for success. And that's where Planet Fitness, as you said, there may not be just from a service standpoint, may not be the best. But as well, when you when you think about the weights dropping, the vibrations, the different things, mm-hmm. you know, um, someone may have a bad, maybe turned off by floating, by hearing that vibration, by a weight dropping, hitting the floor. Right. Um, so mixing a gym and a, and a float tank facility. So talk this. about it, too, in terms of I want to get your thoughts on this because um, I had uh, Arnie Kander come to uh, come to Inception at one point. He's a uh, one of the Pistons old time trainers, man. Arnie has been around for a long time. I mean, you know, talk about back to the bad boy days. And he came into Inception and he, um, you know, he he just was congratulating me and saying, man, everything you got in here, you, you're doing it right. And so I said, what do you think about, you know, I see they're putting float tanks in like training facilities, like, like the Lions have float tanks. They have uh, James Ramsey's tanks. Mm. We lose every week, so we can't be using them. <laughs> <laughs> First of well, all. I tell, I tell you, there's been some championship programs that have put them in, in their facilities. Well, whatever, see, that here goes the thing. The tool don't matter. Mm-hmm. Who programs the tool is what matters. Is what matters. Yes, sir. Because you can put a gr- baby grand piano in, in, in your in your house. That don't mean you know how to play the thing. You know, that don't mean you know how to teach people how to play the thing. So um, I was going down that road because Arnie was saying that, you know, he found out the players didn't want to be at the training facilities. They wanted to leave. So he said putting them in a training facility was counterproductive. He says mm. better for them to go somewhere else. Get out. And get out from the, the facility. Mm. And that's because I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And that made me think about, you know, the the lions who, who have them. I mean, again, I don't know how much they really use it or don't use it. But I used to have lions players come in. I had Jamal Agnew come in. He floated. He floated one day. The next day on Monday Night Football, J- Jamal ran back. Punt return. Kick return. For a touchdown? Yeah. Look at him out here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I know I, they may say, well, that wasn't from floating. That's from floating, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what give, my give story. Me floating, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think um having these things in athletic facilities, like uh we just did an install for the University of Texas. Mm. Um going down and putting them in those types of facilities, I think it's something to add value to the rollbar facility. I mean, these places that I've been to, like the Cubs, mm-hmm. um, University of Texas, um, the Diamond the there's, there's a number of different programs that we've worked with that have these things there and um, they're state of the art. I mean, these players, the players that I've, that I've seen interact at these places are, are loving being there. They've kind of made it more of like a, more of like a large scale mansion that has, you know, everything, every tool and trick you can have there. And um, they, they have everything from, you know, full scale um, salt baths to, mm. to ice baths to all sorts of stuff. And I think, I think having these types of pods and tanks in these facilities is going to be something that's beneficial. I do think, though, having a high-quality service facility like Inception that actually offers the service gives you an outcome as opposed to looking at the University of Texas. Theirs is, a, theirs is literally sitting right next to their team hot tub. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you're not so, going to get the same experience. Right, like you're not going to get sensory deprivation out of that. And mm-hmm. and. I think when you start getting into the research, like with Dr. Feinstein, you start going to the cortisol levels and all those types, they're not getting the true benefits. Well, of- let me ask you, why aren't they, why aren't they coming to you? Because you have that expertise and that knowledge to know like this, and I'm sure you probably tell them. So why do they, why do they push back and do something goofy like that? 
Well, I think it has to do with um, I think it has to do with what they've seen, and 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 what other team because a lot of these trainers and stuff and 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 a lot of the staff members and stuff they 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 do jump from team to team and they work mm. with the, the, the circles themselves are pretty small and and so when they all work together they've seen what they've they they know what they they know and they worked with that type of setup before so the University of Texas is an example those guys did similar things what the uh, similar things what the Indianapolis Colts did because the the trainers and stuff knew each other and so mm. they kind of did an open concept to where mm. uh, you know people can just come and go as they please use the tanks and they still have they're still on a filtration time cycle but like let's say a player wants to get in for 15 minutes in that kind of facility they can um mm. they wouldn't be able to do that and i mean they could go and and hop in you know a float tank and in inception for 15 minutes but they're wasting their you know mm. they're not getting the full you know full benefits of what they could get from right. it and, and so that's where I think the having them at the facilities is great. Maybe having two. I think build, building out a full scale float spa within these facilities is not. That's not their goal anyway. Right. Yeah. So I, I to answer your question. I think it's. I think it's a matter. I think it's. I would agree that having a place to go to and getting a high quality service. Yes. Having a place to to just try it out for fifteen twenty minutes after your practice. It's also great. But I think people are human athletes. I think we're all human athletes. We may not play basketball, we may not play football, but we got to perform. And I find it interesting that athletes or like movie stars back in the day, this was always like this. They always had access to stuff like we have at Inception. And now I've made it where everyday average people can have access. access to these things. What do you think that is the drawback? Why why do people don't really gravitate towards it, even though they see that you know all these their favorite people, their stars, their athletes are using them? Why do why do you think there? I mean, there should be thousands of these places. I think because of the bridge, the bridge hasn't been built yet. I think uh, concepts like Inception, brands like Inception, and 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 you look at places like House of Athlete, Brandon Marshall's yep. brand. Mm -hmm. uh, um, he he put a float pod in his his place there, and a similar type of setup as these other. Yep, I saw that gyms, and it's open. And um, I think that's the bridge is that introducing them to high quality service, you know, health, you know, alternative health tools like those, um, like what you have, and and the tools that you offer there. So because because high, I mean, like you're saying, a lot of these athletes are trying to find an edge, but mm -hmm. humans are also, like you said, human athletes. Humans are finding it, trying to find an edge first and foremost. Athletes just so happen to find them when they're in these high-level facilities. Right. Um, so introducing places like Inception, uh, and if we can have one in every corner, I think people would be a lot better off from a mental and physical mm -hmm. standpoint. How has the industry grown since since you've gotten in? Is it has it has it grown from from the time I met you, or is it kind of stagnated? Because I know I see places open up, I see places close. I will I will say I think. Um, the industry has grown um, knowledge-wise. I think the, the, the information is getting out there about floating, and I think it's grown on a large scale to the general masses. But mm -hmm. I think facilities themselves have um, – there's not a lot of float spas, general float spas opening up anymore. There's more of gyms putting these things in, mm -hmm. adding floating to their service, whether it's a massage therapist right. or it's a chiropractor. They're just adding these things to their services. Mm -hmm. um, that's where, you know, I'm not here to, to praise you the entire time, but that's where you've kind of beat people to that concept because you, you understand the tool enough because you've used the tool for how long to, to, 
package this stuff together to say, hey, this is what I'm offering, which hence the whole mental health gym. These other facilities, these chiropractors, these, these massage therapists, these gyms that are trying to add these things in, they're not knowledgeable about the actual benefits of it and how to couple them together. So I think it's growing on a large scale from, from general people knowing more about it. I think float spas are starting to, are starting to convert from spa, float spas, just general, to adding different modalities. I always saw that as an, I don't know if you remember from when we first met, that was my, that was my main message to you. I said, what's going to happen is people are going to add a lot of different things. And that's, that's what happened, you know, because I was already, again, like when Dave Asprey was, you know, talking about being a biohacker, like I was there with Dave Asprey, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I had stuff. Like when you say he had the number one, the oh, oh, the uh, the first biohacker facility, I'm like, no, you didn't. Right. Like, <laughs> That's how, I think it's out where is that? I don't know where it's at. California. California. Somewhere. Like I opened mine in 2007. You know, like, like no, you didn't. He <laughs> like, opened his in 2017. Yeah, so ten years. Yeah, after. yeah. He he was he was doing biohacking type things, but I had an actual facility. I had a I had a power plate, like 2010. You know, the difference was I wasn't the white guy from Silicon Valley. <laughs> Unfortunately. <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not a white guy from Silicon Valley. I was a black guy from Detroit. And, you know, we added these tools and I was just, I was playing around with stuff, trying to figure out stuff for myself. Um, but yeah, that's interesting that these, uh, these float places that you see a lot of them now that's starting to, um, and, and it's not just float places. I've seen places like mine close. Some places that had like cryotherapy and, but that's also because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't take. I, that could also be, I should say, that's not because, but it could also be because they didn't take the time to couple to use these things enough to couple them together to find a way to get an outcome. Yeah, you know, you, you've 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 established that um, a lot of these other facilities. I, I don't want to name one's name, but. A lot of these other facilities, like you're saying, because I can say that there's been facilities, I think they're throwing too many things at the wall for so long before they mm. have to close and fold. Yeah. Yeah. You can get into what I call, what I call the, uh, the wellness junkyard. <laughs> Where you just keep throwing a bunch <laughs> you, you of just, cause, cause from a, from a business standpoint, from, cause you're a B2B, you're a B2, you're a B2B guy. So from a B2B guy and you're selling me a piece of technology yeah, man, they gonna once you put one of these here, they gonna they gonna be knocking down your door for these. Like, <laughs> no, they're not. Right. <laughs> that is so true. No, they're not. You, you you seen Nova Thor before? You seen a Nova Thor uh, far infrared laser bed? The laser beds they cost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, man. I've never these heard laser of that. beds really. So the Nova Thor laser bed, it costs one hundred fifty thousand. I remember they come talking to me years ago. Oh man, yeah, you get one of these, and, and you know they give you the breakdown of how much money you're gonna be able to make Generate if you see them. if you see this many clients. People are not asking for Nova Thor red light therapy beds, man. Like they're not. They're you're not. saying everyday people aren't no, asking to use no B to B. You're a good salesman to to me, right? But 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 B to C. It's not, it's I, not it's, correlate. It's totally but that's, different. But, that's, but that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though. That's the bridge. Yeah. You're introducing the bridge. And, then the, problem, and the problem is is that, and I've seen it with every company I've, I've, I've used with their technologies. The companies are always great, again, B2B, at selling the technology to B2B. But nobody's educating the business to be able to 
not sell the technology because they're not we're not we're not in the same business. Mm-hmm. I don't sell float tanks, mm-hmm. you know. So when you're stuck doing that, yeah, your your business is going to close because you got a wrong business model. And that's that's something that I can say. Flowpod this last I would say this last year has tried to focus on outside of our user interface with the smart switch. We'll get into but that. Um, but the the main thing has been trying to help clients understand the business of floating mm. and 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 trying to set them up for success. Getting away from the whole again the customer versus client thing. I want to get away from you know supplying tanks to cl- customers. I want to supply tanks to clients that actually care about what they're actually offering. I don't want to you know if someone wants to put one in their house, it's it's at their freedom to do whatever they want. But if someone right. putting this thing into a business. And they're talking about pricing models, doing Groupon, doing that kind of mm. stuff. I Those are red flags for me that I like to point out to them when I'm doing my training. So when I go out and install these things, I, I travel around and install them. Um, I, I, I look at it as I set it up. I test the units to make sure everything works as it should. And then I train the staff on how to operate them as mm. they should. And it's really every business is the, you know, every business is the, is, the, is the same when it comes to the tank. But when it comes to the actual flow of the business, every business is different. Right. Um, kind of what you're saying there, and and going back to uh, the 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 separating the cu- customer from a client, we that going to that Novatech thing, we we don't want to just sell business to business. Necess- we we want we want that business that we're selling it to to be able to relay the message as a bridge mm-hmm. to the end customer. Right. Um, and I think that's where you, if we you know if. With with you using the tanks that you're using, by uh, Craig Silver Wave float rooms, right? You know those 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 things those things are awesome, and I think that's where if you're able to showcase those at your facility, Craig Silver should be sending all of his customers to your facility to float right. to try your facility out because you have it, you have coupled it with other things mm-hmm. that make it an overall comprehensive service, um, and so that's where we have definitely focused this last year. On instead of just selling a float pod to somebody and saying go do what you can do to make money, you know we we're, we're never going to promise someone that they'll make money, but we definitely want to lay out the groundwork for them to be successful as much as we can. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's important too that is uh, um, <clears throat> across the industry that there's there's cooperation versus competition within it, because a lot of times people think, well, you're a float tank is a float tank, you know. They, Filter and fiberglass. They, they, <laughs> they, they do have different elements to it, for sure. I mean, I've seen Crash's float tank is, like, ridiculous, first of all. You ever floated in one of his tanks before? I have, and um, he's in Venice Beach, right? Yep. Yep, I have. So um, his tanks are, th- those things are, they are what they're worth. I mean, they, yeah. they're robust. They're, they're like, what, 40-something thousand? 45, I think, is what they go for. 52, I think, is what they, the, like, the elite one or whatever, yeah. like, his highest end one, but. Yeah, fifty fifty two thousand bucks. I think is the highest. Thing. But but imagine getting black people to float in those things. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. <laughs> hey, I still haven't got my dad to float. By the way, I need to get. His Let dad. me tell you, our float tanks, what uh, Craig's tanks, the Wave float room has a glass door on the front, so the glass door creates safety, right? Mm. Man, crashes tanks. Them things look like bank vaults. Like, we having a hard time floating with the light off, bro. So we have a totally diff- different demographic. Black people, we don't like to be in that. And it's not even, here's the here's the, the misnomer. Oh, what if I'm claustrophobic? Like, those tanks are big. Mm-hmm. But people still look at them. People used to freak out. That's why, you know, I moved away from the pod. 
because people were talking about, ah, I want to get in one of those. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Be- and, and, and you don't see a lot of black people floating. You don't. There's not a lot of diversity right now, which is also right. a push we're so trying I, to So I, 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 I went and I made something that was more inviting for black people. You know, it was a glass door. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and and it's um, I mean we we don't. I took the music out. I mean that was just that's just a headache, man. You don't even offer the music at all. Nope. I stop. Okay. Because people were playing DMX, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, man, like, hold up. How you you about to say now? Black people are getting in it and they playing DMX. They, <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. One time I went in there. Somebody's playing DMX. And I was just like, listen, back to outcomes, right? What are we, what are we trying to accomplish? And I read, I read the book. <laughs> you know, I, I read the manual. I didn't read that book. I read the manual. So I want to stick, you know, again, I understand the whole sense. Some people are hardcore sensory deprivation addicts, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want a drop of humidity to fall on my... I, like, if they hear any sounds, they want their money back. Right. Kind of that's, that's very hard to accomplish you know like you you, you're gonna hear some things you know you're gonna you know bounce off the walls at times you know but the overall outcome is i always ask well how do you feel and i think i learned that from from you guys i think i believe i I did learn that from from, when you when you someone they come out of the float yeah and you ask them yeah i think i learned that from from Working with you, I think it was from True Rest or whatever. It's like put their attention on how they feel versus asking them like, "So what do you think?" Never ask what do you think. That's a horrible <laughs> question. Nobody goes people. right down the rabbit hole. No. Well, <laughs> I did. Well, I itched my back, and it was no, no, no. It's how do you feel? Oh, I feel great, but then I always go back. Okay, but how do you feel? I feel good. Okay, that's all that matters. So you that's, keep driving that outcome. That's all that matters, man. The only reason people come to Inception is because they want to move from pain to pleasure. That's what we're trying to do as human beings. That's what you sell. Pain Moving pleasure. from pain to pleasure. Mm. Some people, you got to go through the pain, though, to get to the pleasure. You know? Because a lot of us, we're stuck. We're stuck in pain. And when you get in the first time... You you highly aware of how much pain that you're in when you get into a float tank. That's where when you call it uh, sensory acceleration, that's what I think about because you're you're what's accelerated is your awareness to your own sensory internal s- stimulus. You're aware of that now that before you weren't aware of. So your thoughts when you're first time getting in a tank, did your thoughts race? Did you? I, I, my 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 brain was scrambled. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was running all over the place, but. I think people, like you said there, when people get in and they have pain in certain areas or aches in certain areas, those things definitely hyper-focus on those. Um, but I wanted to ask you real quick, what's your experience um, when it comes to diversity, getting black folks into the, into the float tank? Is, is it something that you hear them say they would never get into a float pod as opposed to an open float room? Do you actually do you hear, them, do you hear feedback directly like that? Or? All the time. Interesting. I heard it all the time. Um... And of course, the picture, a picture online never does a float pod justice. And let me tell people, I I liked the float pod personally. For sure, you know. Um, so I I never personally had an issue with it. That was my that was my first tank. 
Um, and that was my first, uh, that was my third float tank experience. Um, but no, people, people would see a picture online and they would come in and they'd be like, and I was, we would show it to them. They're like, oh no, we show them. See, when you show them a room, they immediately going to gravitate towards the room. It's, it's open. It's more, and it's like you said, with the glass door, it's transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's interesting because, I, and the reason why I wanted to ask you that is because the, when I look at my family members as an example, you know, I've gotten, I mean, I've gotten all my, all my, the, the entire white side of my family to float. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. But I haven't gotten one of my, one of my black side of my family has not floated. No, one of my members of my black side of my family has floated yet. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And they, they all live in Detroit. So it's like, why have they not been doing We have different, we're dealing with different stimulus and stressors, you know? It could also be this, you know, how we carry ourselves, how we come across, you know, um, I may not be getting the message across. I may not be the right bridge in that way. Um, I, I think that could be a part of it. And two, you know, we have an aversion to water. Many black people can't swim. You do know that, right? I did not know that. Can you swim? I can swim. Yeah. Can you swim? Yes. I was, that's, just, that's just crazy. But, but, but many black people do not know how to swim. Is that legit? I, 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 you know, I don't mean to call, I don't mean to call fat. I'm just like. No, no that's a that... legit thing. Wow. Ask the producer. Let him chime in. It's a stereotype. <laughs> it's a stereotype, but it is, if you ask probably 10 black people on the street if they know how to swim, I guarantee you probably less than half of them know how to swim that's that's crazy that's just my i mean and this is just a general as we listen as people listen to this you can put in the comments if you know how to swim or not <laughs> there you go well i mean you're, you're my mom doesn't know how to swim my sister never learned how to swim and i try to teach my mom how to swim like it, mm. it's just a thing like we one one here's a, here's another thing here's a big thing black women don't want to get their hair wet that's what I was also going to ask you because I mean my auntie's already told me. You know, there, there, there's a there's a big thing right there. So what is the effect on what is the effect on? It? I mean, man, you talking about black women hair, like black women. <laughs> but no, I'm saying I'm saying is there actually an effect on their hair, like yeah, from the yeah, salt? Yeah, but you gotta understand a lot of it's not their hair. So oh right, no, we, no, no, we, no, no. We, we using different other people's hair products mm-hmm. in our, for our hair. So it's not just like a, it's not like you're just a white woman who can just rinse your hair and, and go. And a lot of my clients were white women for the longest, right? Mm. They, that's an easy thing. Black woman, like even my own mom, my mom's like, look, I ain't got time to be, you know, it's a whole It's event. a process, yeah. It's a whole process. Can I ask you this though? What, is there a head cap? <laughs> is there something? <laughs> we've, that... we've tried. Um, and, and a couple people I know have, have created some. Some makeshift hair, <laughs> hair things, you know, that they, their hair didn't get wet, but it's, it's still not like a cap. It's not just a, a cap you just put on. They got to tie their hair up and it has to be tied four or five different ways, you know. So there's, there, there has to be an accessory of some sort that we can develop or come up with that probably, can be, you probably. know, usable to, to or re, you know, usable and reusable potentially. But I will say, I will say. Even with all that that I said, more black people are floating at my facility probably anywhere else in the country. I'm pretty positive about that. 
that'd be an interesting statistic though to pull. Dem- I mean, well, dem- I mean, most of my demographic now have shifted. Now is probably ninety eight percent black people. See, that would be that, especially with it being a mental health gym. Mm-hmm. That'd be very powerful, I think, for the community to have that statistic out there that you know that those numbers have shifted in the way of you know predominantly black people are using your gym. And, but people aren't coming to float. But they're coming to use your... People are coming to the mental health gym that just happens to have floating in there. And when people try to opt out of floating, I highly encourage them not to do that. Don't opt out. Do it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's all right. You know? You may feel uncomfortable. Your mind may race. You damn near may have a panic attack. But you're in a safe place, and it's all right. That was my first experience. Mm-hmm. But the more, and that's what I teach in people, the more you do it, the more you can go towards that darkness, man. And I've had moments in the tank when I went towards that darkness, pitch black, sitting in that tank with my eyes open in the pitch black, and like loving it. You know? Mm-hmm. Getting that getting getting so deep in there where it's so dark and I can I can relate with that, you know. Yeah. Uh you know, this this last week was the first time I ever had uh, two weeks ago now. This 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 last two weeks I've had a first time I heard a visual in the float tank. Oh really? I've never had a never had like a, out of fifteen hundred. I've never had a a visual pop up. Never had mm. a you know lights. Ne- never seen anything like that. And this 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 last time um, I floated, it was I usually float two or three times a week. I haven't floated in a couple weeks though. But um the the color the, the way it was basically turned purple, and then mm. um and then it, the more I focused on the color. It faded. Anytime mm-hmm. I didn't focus on it and kind of let myself, the opposite of how I use the float tank. Usually, I try to get in there to filter out all those thoughts to then allow myself to focus when I get in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the this time, anytime I tried to focus on the color that I'm seeing in front of me, it would fade. Anytime I just let myself be mm-hmm. in the moment, it would come back and it'd be like purple as purple can get. And then mm-hmm. uh, then I. Fell asleep, kind of dozed off a little bit. Came, woke back up, and everything was blue. Yeah. Um. And it was it was one of those things that I've I've heard people, Joe Rogan included, you know, tons of different people say that they have visuals in there. Have you ever had visuals in there? Or no? My my um. So when I first floated, first of all, Alden, Alden works with you, right? Mm-hmm. He's still one of our sales guys. Yeah. Um. He told me. He said, "Man, you, once you get your tank, float every day. It'll change your life." And I like like took that literal. So I floated like every day for like a month. Wow, putting that work. Yeah, um, and yeah, I remember one time I was in there. Literally, I mean, it's pitch black, and a black hole opens, and there's stars within that black hole, and it starts to open up. Mm. And then I don't know what it is with purple. Purple just always pops up. So you saw purple as yeah. well. Wow, that's interesting. I see purple. I've seen orange. And like that, like you said, when you when you don't attempt to try to do something with it, it'll stay around. The moment you start trying to like, <laughs> you know, figure stuff out with it, it kind of dissipates. But isn't that isn't that that's one of the benefits I can say about floating is when you're exactly that technique you're trying to practice there. When you get out of when you get out of the float, I almost feel the benefit of living in the moment. Mm. as opposed to worrying about what's next or what happened in the past. I'm living in the moment, 
And it's kind of like when people come out of their float or, or out of one of your treatment rooms, I'm sure they feel better to want to live in that, to not want to rush past that color mm-hmm. or to want to focus on, you know, or to lose Smell that Smell the roses, man. Yes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had people tell me um, soon as they leave from inception at times where one guy, he came from Atlanta, he said he got back home and he was just driving around and he realized how sped up everybody was. He was like, man, these people are crazy. Mm. So yeah, because in, until you're out of the madness, you can't see your own madness when you're in it. It's not until you've slowed down and you've taken a step back to see, like, man, everybody is internally so sped up. And when you get in a float tank, everything slows down internally. Mm-hmm. Right? So you literally... Like, I've had people, I mean, I, my second float tank experience, I remember I was at the stoplight and somebody was honking the horn, like, because it turned green. And I'm just like, what? what's going on? Because like, <laughs> I wasn't quick to the draw, right? Because mm-hmm. you're anxious for it to, oh, I stopped at a red light. I'm anxious. Now I'm just like, it's just a red light, bro. Relax. <laughs> Relax. But that's how, that's how internally sped up we are. So I think um, floating... Um, and sensory deprivation or acceleration, whatever you want to call it, I think it's, I think it's something, man, that the the world drastically needs. We just we just not aware of it yet. But as we start to go into these virtual reality worlds, and stimulus becomes, because what we keep trying to do is try to do what, um, you know, first we got social media, and this is the first generation of this level of social media. Think about Nintendo. Think about PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Think about the fifth version of social media and what that's going to look like. We're going to be in a metaverse, and we don't know how our brains are going to be able to interact with that. And what's going to be there to be able to help us do that? It's places like Inception. mine. You being able to sell tanks to people, people are going to probably want to start putting them in their homes more because you need you need to to go into that realm and to, to this kick all digital detox mm-hmm. and then that's where that's where you're counterbalancing the the technology i don't want to end up like the matrix to where we're, we're inside of a sensory <laughs> deprivation tank plugged into a technology that's using us as a battery that's something yeah. i don't want to end up as so to to work with technology and not have machines turn against us but we kind of already there we are but i'm not <laughs> we kind of new one's coming out there the new one's coming out. I the new, newer version <laughs> is in the tank with it plugged into your head. But we're already there. This, this thing right now is a symbiotic thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a, it is a uh, we're, we're basically like, what do they call them? What, what do they call it? Like a cyborg. We're, 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 we're like cyborgs. We are. We have, we have the Apple Watch. We got the, you got one of them things on your wrist over one of the yeah, Fitbits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. that's file strap. Like we're cyborg. File strap. Yeah, yeah bio, it sort of measures your heart rate variability, sleep. You know, during for sleep cycles. Partner yours. Yep. Nice. Yep. So we'll be we'll be using these to measure again outcomes for people. And I'm not saying that cyborgs is is, is necessarily bad. Is just that how you going to use the tools? And that's just that's just what it boils down to with everything we're talking about. Technology is not bad. Mm. It just is what it is. How you choose to use it is up to you. 
It's just going to be a sect of population who, one, that we teach and educate people how to use tools to uh, better their lives versus be used as a tool, mm. you know, being that, being used as the battery, right? Mm. So leave us what, what do you, what do you think is the, uh, what's the next steps for, for this industry? Where do I, you go from here? Yeah. So I think um, taking what we already have out in the field, um, looking at uh, FloatPod um, as a company, we, our next goal is to take the user interface and make it truly automated to where running a float spa is not going to be, or running a float tank in general won't be something that is um, controlled manually, turning it off and on, controlling the music manually off and on. Um, we want to eventually set it up to where it's it's automated, to where the mm-hmm. user doesn't have any interaction with it as much, as, 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 li- as, li- as little as interaction as they can have is what I'm trying to set up. And then mm-hmm. FloatPod, right now we, we're, we're, have, we're having a pretty good sales year. Last year was a setback, of course. Everyone was. Um, had a setback, and uh, this year, you know, we're we're turning sales back around, um, expanding our team, focusing on the technical support end of it. Um, Consult Cawthon is my new consulting, um, mm. cons- new consulting company that I'm trying to work on, and really helping people get into the business, business industry, and trying to you know break into other health and wellness um, sectors is really what I'm trying to work on. You know, taking floating and and using Inception as an example is something that I think is the future of mm. technology as well as health and wellness. So combining those two together is, is our next move. Great. Well, Matt, again, I appreciate uh, you helping us on, uh, you know, helping me personally on my journey and, and helping at first it was neuro fitness center. Now we inception and, and, and that growth and, you know, whoever works with you, they, they're lucky to, to have you first of all, to be able to, you know, uh, assist them on their journey, whether it be their own personal wealth of, wellness or their actual business Mm -hmm. so again i appreciate you taking the time to come up bro yes sir till next time guys you've been listening to the inner wealth podcast on eyl theme song produced by be ready for west coast creations i am raz cast reminding you to take action be proactive be congruent Get out of the matrix. Get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La la la. Inner wealth podcast. La la la. Inner wealth podcast. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.